This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, uh, why don't princes fight in wars? It's Mitch Doyle. And why don't they always send the poor? Dale Roots. G'day. Wow. The little really? system of a down reference. I just pick a random speaking song of, now and just speaking of getting my juices flying. Wow, well, hey, system of a down. Far less energy than what system of a down has, though. How you delivered it? Yeah, yeah. Well, You're not you screaming know. in my ears is it really system of a down? Mm. Should I just really scream wake system, up intermittently? <laughs> Should I just scream wake up intermittently throughout this podcast to make yes. sure people keep paying? <laughs> <attention? laughs> <Okay. laughs> no one knows what he says in that bit. I refuse to believe that anyone actually knows the word. I don't, I don't think they. I don't think that that was around the time where they stopped pre- printing lyrics in the the inside sleeves of CDs, and it's probably for the best. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, yeah, I just any... googled it for the first time in my life. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I'm, just, I'm not happy with it. <laughs> I, mean, I, want, I want my money back. <laughs> grab a brush and put a little makeup. I knew that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just gets more complex after that. Anyway, this is a town, little early 2000s reference. And just like the early 2000s, we've got Penrith playing the Roosters in a big game this week. But before we get there, this is yet another All Questions episode for your ears. So without further ado, let us get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have a of questions. First question from me. Favourite system of the down album? Oh, uh... <laughs> Toxicity. Toxicity, surely. By distance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steelers album's pretty good, though. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's up there. Toxicity is like is is the one that you always you you go onto YouTube and you hit one song and then you're like you start going down the wormhole and you're like, oh, these songs are quite good. They're quite they're quite an interesting band in that they um they haven't made a new album in 15 years, but they've gotten back together and toured like several times in that yeah. time period. But they're just like, no, nah, we're not going to make any more albums. Mm. Well, they, well, the albums are good. I like that decision. But, uh, yeah. Tokyo City is one of those albums, like I'm not a metalhead or anything anymore, but it's definitely one of those albums I can list to, listen to start and back. No worries. And I know, it's, it's know you know how every like, song's coming next. Whatever, you yeah. know what's coming. It's the same kind of thing as like um, Rage Against the Machine. Like oh, yeah. I wasn't into that kind of music at that time, but I, I now I thoroughly enjoy it. I mean, that might have something to do with my politics, but like they are, yeah. they're, they're, they're very closely aligned. So One of the What's great your... tweets of the last year is Tom Morello being told to not mix politics. Oh yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, on, on, a, on a similar tangent, what is your favourite song that conservatives misuse as like backing music for their campaigns? Born in the USA. I was going to say, that has to be it, right? Like how yeah. many like right-wing politicians have used Born in the USA with its meaning just going, Completely over the top. But it says "Born in the USA," Bunga. What else could the meaning possibly be? Also, on on Rage Against the Machine, Dana White, who's like a huge, huge Trump supporter, his favorite band's yeah. Rage Against the Machine. It's great. Well, he's obviously with Trump. The Rage Against the Machine that you know that was what was it? The swamp. They've got a drain. Yes. And then the wall yeah, that's to right. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Also, what do you think the machine is, Dana? I don't know. But yeah, I love Rage as a kid, man. Toxicity, yeah, though. Man. Like the, that whole album is like. Is it like half an hour, 40 minutes? It's not long. And Toxicity is like the second or third last song. And then I reckon Ariel's is probably the length of half the album. That's yeah. just my, yeah. my math as I remember it. <laughs> Every song is like two minutes and then Ariel's is like 20 minutes. That's, that's how I remember it being. Me- Mesmerize is a bit underrated as well. BYOB, great song. Great yes, song. Very good. And then this cocaine makes you feel like I'm on this song. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
who's to say if he's wrong? Anyway, questions on Patreon. First one, Andy Valente, a good friend, Mario says, who has surprised you the most this season, good and bad? Well, bad is your boys, the Manly Seagulls, who two of us picked to make the grand your, final. Your boys. <laughs> well, they are his boys. He's literally know, a Manly I know, member. I know. Um, but, um, yeah, they've obviously been the, the biggest surprise from a negative standpoint. And I think I flirted with picking the Sharks to get the wooden spoon in the preseason. So I'd have to say they've been the most surprising in a positive sense. But, I, I mean, you can't really go past Penrith. I mean, we, mm. I think we all had them sort of like 6th to 10th this year. Yeah. And instead, they've just gone and lost one game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously, um, I thought the Broncos couldn't be this bad because of talent, but the moment like four or five bits of talent got injured, coaching was on show. I'm not as surprised by that though, result as I am, as as you said, Penrith and the Sharks. Uh, individual players, <sighs> I wonder, anyone, anyone surprised you in the good way? There's been a, bit, been a few of those, like, I mean, uh, again, Sharks is a couple of guys like Toby Rudolph has been a great breakout, Tom Starling, probably the surprise yeah. of the year for me. Tom Starling's right up there. Um, from a South point of view, obviously, Mark Nichols, Keon Kolomitangi, Corey Allen, all um, three of those guys. Isaiah um, Yo being like rep quality football. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Ronaldo Molotalo. Yeah. Oh, uh, J- James Tarmow being like close to the best prop in the league. Also. Yeah. yeah. To help Penrith yeah. pack again, I guess. And then yeah. surprised at how bad they went. Danny Levi and Manly. Hey, that's it. I know we. I bought into that glimmers of hope. But I'm an idiot. I think no. he'll be out of the league this year. So, sorry to jump back to System of a Down for a second here, but Don't when I introduced that, I, okay. When I introduced, because <laughs> again, this is one of those lyrics things where I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. I introduced you saying, why don't princes fight the war? Apparently, the lyric is, why don't presidents fight the war? Ah. But he just says presidents really fast. So I always thought it was princes. Yeah, I guess it was. Lyrics are a concept in their songs, okay? Oh, good. Like, okay. Like, cool. <laughs> It's like no one's ever going to call you out in public when you're missing a system of a dance. Uh, actually, knows that's the incorrect. You're going to have <laughs> yeah. to go back and do that again. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Start the whole thing again. It's yeah. like anyway. those, um, those radio shows that they play like, oh, you know, what's, you know, what's the actual lyric or something. System of a down just doesn't exist on that. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I will say another player who's unfortunately surprised me is Michael Morgan. He was awful. So. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, gash all year. He was gash all year. Blake Ferguson. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a weird one. I thought well. it, I, I thought he would be like a very welcome addition to that team over the, and um, yeah, he's been one of their low lights this year in a team that has been quite good. So least surprising, Harry Grant and Ke- Keon Kolomatangi, two players I knew that were already good because <laughs> I'm a genius. Please let me have this one. The Broncos suck. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll, uh... Okay, uh, Frankie says his favorite time of the day is sixty to eight. Oh. Uh, also, a big, big, uh, big congrats to Frankie. Yeah, yeah, sex. That's Thank pretty you. cool. Yay! Well, a few months ago, at least. Yeah, I, I did mean to shout that out on the prior podcast, but here we are in question time. That yeah, a, a friend of the podcast, Stephen Land Franker, uh, had a son. Yep, Latrell. Well, his, his wife had the son, but yeah. yeah. Latrell caught Cody <laughs> Lanfranca, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, uh, that's it. But uh, him and his wife Megan had a uh, Connor Guy Lanfranca. We've and... already started calling him Con the Fruiterer. Oh, and... well, I've already started calling him Con Guy, son of Con Man. So. <laughs> that's, that works too. Uh, but yeah. Souths are undefeated since the Fruiterer came into the world, the so long may it continue. I like how he got sneaky. Like he wasn't allowed to go really Italian names, but he's he really has stuck in Con Gaetano, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's really snuck it in there. 
for the, for the fellas back in uh, back in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and uh, congratulations, Frankie. And he was yeah, he looks just like Frankie. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a, it was a clone that has been hidden from us. He spliced him. He looks just like him already. People say about babies all the time, but it's true. And he came in weighing about three grams or something ridiculously small. Uh, anyway, Rowan Edwards said, an owner of Ted Lasso, which is, uh, if you haven't seen it, good TV show based on a ad. It's based on an ad, isn't it, Bungard? Uh, yes. Which, which one, sorry? Ted Lasso, oh, yeah. He's based, oh, he's yeah, based yeah, yeah. on an it's NBC so, Sports ad. It is, for when they first got the rights to the Premier League. But apparently it's awesome. I haven't watched it yet. Well, I've, I've watched uh, five episodes and, and it's quite good. But uh, anyway, saying... In honor of Ted Lasso, which overseas manager coach do you like to see in the NRL? So they have to not have a rugby league background, obviously. Mm. Um, Bill Belichick. Yeah, uh, Bill Belichick's a good one. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the goat. Uh, but what about? I, I kind of want someone kind of insane. Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. Gegen pressing in yeah. the NRL. Would be I, great. Want, I want Rex Ryan. Ooh. Yeah. he should be coaching rugby league already. <laughs> <laughs> God, it, it, come over here. Greg Williams, we get Oh, no, I've, I've, I've got coach. it. I've, the next storm I've got coach it. is Greg Williams. I've got it, sorry. Yeah, you've got it? Co- coach O. Coach O. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, what a man. Go Tigers. What a man. <laughs> That's uh, the LSU coach, if you don't know who that is, um, listeners. And- he has the greatest voice in sports. Like, if you just do yourself a favor, go watch Ed Ogeron. Google that. Just watch him do a press conference. He has the funniest voice in the world. It's great. And, uh, and not even, uh, again, you might not even know who he is, but you might recognize him as the guy you've seen do funny things in a purple shirt. Correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know this guy. <laughs> um, uh, but, and who's oh, the, the other, the other uh, college coach who has good quotes? The one who said this week they played LSU because they couldn't play the Packers and Patriots, whatever, had a game on already. Uh, I forget. Whatever. You should help me, Bunga. You don't know it. We both failed. If Josh um, was his podcast deal, he'd be losing his mind. Is it Lane Kiffin? I don't know. Again, I need a photo. <laughs> Killing myself here. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, but it's just going to be... A, a, oh, oh my, Mike Leach. That's it. It's Mike Leach. Mike Leach from Washington State. He's great. He's insane as well. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who the NRL would love. Chip Kelly. They Peter would. Vlandis loved Chip Kelly. He'd get the game speed up there. You know, Ant- mate, Chip Kelly was... Through the roof. <laughs> Chip Kelly was basically... like Anthony Seabold was basically the Chip Kelly of the NRL. He was. You Fuck, that's a great comparison. Like, the, <laughs> like everyone thought he was the analytics genius. He's analytics fraud. The actual analytic people are still there doing well. But yeah. Great comparison. Um, and our next question comes from... RTS with the roundhouse punch. <laughs> Jack Cronin says, has Josh Allen become the ultimate lovable must-watch athlete that you're not sure you'd ever want on your team? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, I love, love, love watching him sling it around. Josh Allen is the enemy of NFL nerds. And whilst, you know, I, I enjoy some NFL nerds, but there's people who go too far. Like, you know, you know the same thing, Bungard. You need to think like <laughs> every position doesn't matter. Running back doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. That doesn't matter until nothing matters. Um, and Josh they Allen hate Josh sick. Allen. They do, which has driven me towards loving him. I just thought there was another article like this week of like, well, actually, he's still shit. It's like, oh, okay, if you if you crunch the numbers and get rid of all the good ones, oh, <laughs> it's like, no, he's great. He's um, how can you compare him in rugby league? Like, he's very all or nothing, 
and you know Benji's a lazy comparison. Yeah, it's it's more like a. Um, I'm trying to think. But Greg Rosenthal's possibly young like Cam a, Newton comparison is quite good now. Possibly like a Chris Sandow, maybe. Don't yes. know. Might work. Dave Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know watch NFL, it's basically like a team has a Dave Taylor playing quarterback. Or Felipe Mateo. There you go. Yeah, that one works too. And you're watching him right now. You're like watching in one of those years. You know, not one of the bad years. One of those years when everyone believes it looks. It's like that. You know, the bad years are going to come with Josh Allen at some point. We all know they're coming, but enjoy. We're enjoying the good ones while they're there. Exactly. Um, and then Jack's next question: You have to pick one side to win a match to save your life. Who would you no. choose? Oh. The 12-man Raiders in a preliminary final, the sweet but fierce baby Raiders. <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't pick the Raiders in a grand final, that's for sure. Uh, what if? What about the baby Raiders in a grand final? Maybe. Mm. How did How did Mounties go in the Premier League last year or the reserve grade? I mean, they've always been pretty good in the uh, lower grades. So yeah, that's so. true. Good on them. Yeah. Anyway, um, next question is: Would you rather be a West Tigers or Atlanta Falcons fan? Yeah. That's a that's a tough one. At least Tigers got their premiership fifteen years ago. It's it's, it's remarkable how many times Atlanta throws away these games. I don't understand how it happened. Mm. It's definitely the Tigers. Like we've been we've yeah. been through this as well. It is. I'd rather be mediocre than be what the top Falcons are, which is getting that game taken from them. That twenty eight to three is the worst sport loss in any sport I've ever seen. It's the worst loss in sports history. I got no worse one. If you miss twenty eight to three, no, because the. Re- because the I, and I can back, I can speak from experience because the Ravens nearly did it in their Super Bowl win if you remember they were up twenty eight to six and they nearly choked mm. and the Forty Nineers had a goal line set to win the game and they stopped them thank God but that would have I'd still be thinking about that now so but th- there was yeah. two minutes left in the third quarter if you didn't know people two minutes and twelve seconds left twenty eight three lead in the NFL like it's nearly, it it should be impossible to blow that lead it was do you remember do you remember we were watching it and there was no phone reception and i said well i should probably go cash out my atlanta minus 12 bet but i'm too lazy to go outside and they're going to win by 20 anyway no all i remember is your former friend fucking yeah. patriots fan who oh, was yeah. making all these goddamn promises that if they won he would do x or jump in the harbor didn't do it and they won and he didn't do anything and also he was shitting on the patriots as well in that game as if he, they hadn't given him everything the rest of his life idiot yeah um, uh, people that, want more NFL content in the offseason. We're actually amenable to it this year, so let yeah, us know. We, yeah, we are talking about that if we want to do some maybe... and Just me and Bungard shoot the shit on a Monday or something. Who knows? Dale can come if he wants. Yeah, Listen. He wants. Um, <laughs> I'll just talk about how nice the jerseys are. There you but go. Yeah, they've blown, what, is it the two 15-point leads in the fourth quarter in the first two games of the season? That onside kick the was the, the... onside kick against Dallas was the one of the funniest plays. It was the reverse Jordan Carter. It was it fantastic. Was. But like oh, you're dear. allowed to jump on the ball in the NFL when it hasn't gone ten, and they they just watched it. Like they did, like they're really good at getting onside kicks back too, which is weird. The Falcons are good at getting them back. They didn't know the rule when you're kicking them, uh, receiving them. I don't know, but yeah, they lost forty to thirty nine last week, and and they lost thirty eight twenty five week one. But then this week they were they were up what twenty four to six or thirty to six twenty six ten with like six minutes. That's it. Left. Sorry, yeah, six minutes left <laughs> to a team that can't score. They subbed and that they in, they brought in Nick Foles, and they lost 26-30. And again, <sighs> things like they had a drive in that, and it's just it's just this goddamn organization. That 11-second 11, 11 drive in that. Mm. They had what, three pass attempts. When it, if they just, again, I don't get it. I know sometimes it's boring watching your team run the clock out, but like run two plays. Yeah. The game's over. Yeah. Yeah. And the coach still has a job. Anyway, next question. Frankie's back. Do you think Benji gets a gig elsewhere, and why or why not? Super League, maybe Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs for me. 
Mm. Yeah, I think you'll get a gig, but I think you'll have to wait a while for it. I think mm. it's the, de- the desperation will come. The team will talk themselves into him as their third choice. Or yeah, I don't think you'll go to England. Can Maybe. he play hooker? Oh God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, but uh, I think I don't know. Bulldogs is the probably the likely call. We keep saying that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at randomly a good club as a backup half. Storm could fix him. Why not? Yeah. No. Carlo asked us to upload our videos and recordings for Patreon subscribers. Said he'd watch them, so maybe we'll do that. I might, cl- I might try not record in my uh, mum's spare room with her million years old f- files behind me. But, mm, that's fair. You know, well, actually, we can put on those dumb backgrounds, can't we? We can do that. Hey, yeah, I will not hear a bad word about bad Zoom backgrounds. <laughs> um, and then he said, "Can we have a, a Patreon Zoom game for in the rest of the way?" Um, one last one. I, I could do Sunday the South Knights game. Yeah, I'm in Canberra, so I can't. But if you guys oh, want to do okay. it, yeah, I mean, we could do it next week. We can make next it week. Pa- next week could work. Either yeah. the Friday or the Saturday. We'll work it out. If there's interest for people, for sure. We will. Uh, Patty Lawrence, the Broncos post game gender reveal: Storm with mm-hmm. a keycup, or worse than kicking an actual baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I know that we did just shout out our friend for his progeny, but I would not be opposed to kicking a baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, no, but I, I, we, we talked about this off, off pod and like in, in a vacuum, it was fine. I don't have a problem with it, but like fucking read the room. Yeah. Oh. I, I hate gender reveals at the best of times. You've just had the worst season in your club's history. And you're the guy that made a point about, or your wife made a point in the media saying, oh, he doesn't want to get that fanfare after the game. That's who he is, blah, blah, blah. Then you do this. Nah, should um, go for me. I, I wasn't a fan of it, but I'm a l- less of a fan of Carl Morris's reaction when he was calling it embarrassing and firing up and we didn't know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, mate, it is not in the top 20 most embarrassing things that happened at your club the last two years. What's happened to your voice? Your voice is cooked. It's great. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes, you've gone down like two octaves. How about now? Same. Okay. Fuck. Should Holy we, shit, this is incredible. Should we pause <laughs> and come back? Let me unplug the mic. Let's just... <laughs> We're keeping this in. <laughs> Keep a little bit of it in. Okay, I'm leaving that in, that weird audio. Just so people know what just happened there. But, uh, we're back, I love so. it. Yeah, the most like I was more annoyed by Carl Morris's reaction to Darius's thing than I was by Darius doing it because it's not even like the top twenty most embarrassing things that happened at the Broncos this year, and he fired up about how embarrassed he was by it. It's like it was lame as he shouldn't have got the opportunity to do it, but really it's a non-issue. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the club it, as you say, it's it's only an issue because it's the Broncos and because they had a shit season. Anywhere else, like even if honestly, even if that happened to the Bulldogs. Like the way that their season went this year, if that had happened to the Bulldogs, it would have just been like, oh, well, good for them. They're having a baby. It was still really goddamn lame. I will not let that get lost. Like It was the, lame, lame zors. But it doesn't uh, mean anything. No good. Uh, and then next question. On the Tom, upside, though, didn't start a bushfire. Didn't. Be positive. Well, did, didn't. Okay, Tom Gunther says, on a scale of soft to silky smooth, just how good are Corey Allen's hands? And are they soft enough to get him into a decimated Queensland squad as a bolter? Yes, do it. Yes, I'm in. I've never, I didn't know how much I needed this until right now. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> Not even like, mate, like he just, he's so bad anywhere but fullback. So I don't need him. So why don't you play him at fullback? Like he just, yeah, he wouldn't get a job. Who's better than him? 
Kalen Pong or AJ Brimson? Uh, frauds. <laughs> frauds. Uh, did either of their teams finish above Corey Allen's on the ladder? I don't think so. Well, there you go. Problem Why don't they just make this... How about, th- how about this Sunday's playoff game is a straight shootout for the Queensland number one? Yeah, how about we just let South play for Queensland? <laughs> That's fine too. They might win. They Wait, might. does South get Damien Cook back? Oh, well, I don't know. You can have Damien. We'll have Harry Grant. We'll have the better hooker. We'll have Harry Grant. Well, man, that's not true. Like, anyway, like, yeah, Corey kinda... Allen's hands. I compliment. I complimented that on the previous podcast. He's been just a revelation, and that's probably been the best part of his game. I don't feel worried at all. In the same way that I felt with AJ, or even with Trell, for that matter, when a bomb was going up, that he might drop it. He's caught everything that's come near him in the last few games. It's been great. And then in attack, as as as, as I said earlier, his 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 quick hands have been lovely. So yeah, yeah going really well. Don't know why. Fully prepared for him to break my heart again in a prelim, but for now it's going well. <laughs> um, next question again comes from Tom, and he says, "If not, and if not Corey Allen, who do you think will be Queensland's Ben Iken style nobody to get picked?" Um, they got a lot of shit options. That's got, like, mm. Queensland. Like I don't know if they'll play, but the squad is going to have some bums in it. And I mean, most Zemba is already a bum who played center and Origin in the past. He'll get in, probably get in there again. Uh, Jaden Sewell might make the score. That's another bump. Hey, he's been great this year. <laughs> he's been all right this year. Uh, who else could make it? I mean, you know, Lindsay Collins was good for about 10 weeks, but he'll probably make it and he doesn't even make this, the Roosters team anymore mm. <laughs> into the squad. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some average guys who make that Queensland squad. I mean, there, there, is a, there is a world in that in that you could have Kurt Capewell and Moses Zemba in the centres. That's a world that that thing could happen in. It shouldn't because Dan Gagai has been okay this year at centre, so he should mm. be one of the centres. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the other centres out of like Mbai and Capewell, well, it should be AJ Brimson. Franco Lee? Franco Lee, well, if he has two good finals games, we'll get him in. But it should be AJ. I don't, I don't give a shit that he's not played centre. Mm-hmm. Um. Next question, Maddie P. You guys find a genie. You get to split the three wishes between yourselves. The genie can only grant one specific wish. He can grant one rugby league player if you're choosing the ability to replay, replay their career with guaranteed perfect health. Who do you pick? So we have to work it out between us? No, I think we all get... Well, essentially, it's like if you get to get, split three wishes between yourselves, one wish, so I guess one wish each. Who are you going to I already back? know who Mitch will pick. Do you? Yeah, Gerard, I think I do yeah, too. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I assume that's what you're going to say. But he said, replay their career with, with perfect health. health. So it doesn't have to give health back to someone. It's uh, true. So mm. I am, uh, I'm bringing Lockie back. I mean, that's an easy one for me. Yeah, that's fair. that's fair enough. I don't care that it's the cop-out easy answer. Well, yeah, actually, well, on, on a similar note, I will bring back a man who was very legitimately medically retired by Souths, Greg English. I think you would say the best half of your childhood, like Jason Deeth or something. <laughs> Jason Deeth played hooker and he was nominated for Hooker of the Year in 2002 because he yeah. was okay. He was okay. <laughs> he was. And I, it's death, man. You're Jason Death. <laughs> his, his nickname was Doctor, for fuck's sake. I mean, Doctor, give me a break. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. okay, who would you bring back, Dale? Uh, Laurie Daly. Mm. He had like cooked hamstrings and really bad knees. This is a uh, Dale. I'm a Dragons fan, though. Roots. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. From 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 my team, I'm thinking who, but they they have. I mean, you want to be miserable Sean, with the Dragons? Sean Timmons. Sean, Sean Timmons. To be honest, he he had cooked knees and ankles. Um, I would say Dean Young, but I don't know what this genie's CTE is like. So, huh. um, so. I don't know. I don't know whether we can unscramble the scrambled. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Next question. Um, Dave, last Sunday was the one-year anniversary of Joshua Parley running over Damien Cook with 12 men on the field to set the People's team to their first grand final in 25 years. Mm. So what his question is, what is your favourite Saps flavour? It's interesting. I mean, I just don't... You've had a year now to obsess over a game <laughs> in a season where you didn't win the comp. It's just sad. It's uh, just yeah, sad. It's a question the, about shapes. The thing is, though, <laughs> he made a bit about a shit joke and we praised him for it. We have we, we the actually bad dog. Ena- we've we enabled we this. Have You're right. The bad dog, and I I choose to continue enabling it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, to answer your actual <laughs> question, uh, barbecue is the only one that's vegan, so it wins by default. Really? How? So yeah. Like, how weird's that? Why is it? What? And barbecue would you'd think that it would be less vegan than well, the other? Chicken crimpies have actual chicken in them. They're yeah. not even vegetarian. So there's chicken and, and, and chicken the crimpies, ones... but not in like everything else's chicken flavors. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Uh, and then bar and then um, pizza ones have milk salts or some shit. Nacho so... cheese has meat in it. Nacho cheese has milk powder in it. <laughs> in milk powder. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So because like DIY there are just there are cheese. there are just so many random fucking um, like there's so many random products that you wouldn't think of uh, uh, wouldn't even bother think you'd need to check and they're just not. So like yeah, pizza pizza shapes randomly have uh, milk solids in them, but barbecue shapes don't. So That's strange. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, also, Skittles are vegan, which is great. And, and like, again, not barbecues other... have never been alive, so I mean, true. That is that is not, yeah, that like Skittle... barbecue is associated with meat in general, though. I guess Skittle <laughs> Skittles are vegan, and like no other lollies are. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because I know actually no, sorry, it's Skittles and Sour Patch Kids, and that's yeah, it. Which are I both know, great. I so know that's fine. Starburst. I know so what do they replace gelatin with in those either. ones? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I just look at the bag, and if it says vegan, I eat them. I'm a simple man. I like it's it. A, it's always a good thing to do with bags. Did you see that really fat English radio host getting upset about fruit pastilles uh, yeah. taking Alan gel? Brazil? Out? Alan Brazil. Yeah. he's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so angry about this thing that doesn't affect him the at people all. People respond to so furious too. They're acting like it's like veganism is like a political movement that really ruins things. Like, yeah. Also, I don't think any of these companies are doing it because they care about animals. They're doing it because they've identified that more and more people are going vegan and they want to make money, which yes. is fine. I don't care how we get to this conclusion, just as long as we get there. But the idea that they're that they're like whatever the lolly company is, is some bleeding heart left-wing organization because they're taking grounded out horse bones out of their lollies. But he was, nah. in, yeah, he's as enraged by that, that as the people are heard about like coon cheese. It's like, well, yeah, it's like Piers Morgan got outraged about Greg's, the sausage roll company making a fake meat sausage roll. Well, it's like, it doesn't affect you. Just don't eat it. Shut just the don't fuck eat up. It. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mm. know. Get that. Like the, um, the lollies one is the least, the least of the issues. Like, if it tastes the same, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why do you? Yeah, care? the lollies one makes no sense. Like, I, I, I like, I'm pretty. Where will I think the I'm pretty. Stop. I th- yeah, I think I'm pretty um, honest when it comes to stuff. I always tell you that like the food is usually worse than the alternative, and I'm pretty honest when things suck. Lollies, I can't imagine really tasting any different. They're only there to solidify them, right? Like, it doesn't um, add any yeah. taste. Sour Patch Kids are great. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, barbecue. What, what, what were your shapes? Dale? Barbecue for me as well. If, if I will say, if I back in the day, if I could have any, Shin Crimpy was my favorite, but mm. yeah. Uh, nacho cheese is really good. Ooh. It really is. I, I still think it's barbecue, but it's like nacho cheese is pretty good. But I think the great tragedy is the death of the inner biscuit. That's what people need to be worrying about. Like, oh, absolutely. Chicken inner biscuits went hard. They were mm. they were I, great. And I didn't even know like, there was no movement when they were dying. Like I, you know, I went to I went to go buy them like when Anna came here the first time because like giving her Aussie shit. And I'm like, oh, we'll get some chicken in, inner biscuits. And they were gone. 
They took Dixie drumsticks away from the next generation. Think gay you. marriage is an issue, you stupid boomers. What about Dixie <laughs> drumsticks? Um, <laughs> do, they still sell them in America, by the way. They're American? Yeah, they're in Nabisco. The, the, like, um, the company that makes like, Ritz and Oreos and stuff. Oh, another thing confused me. What's going on with like the my peanut butter not being craft? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a weird one. It's bought by um, Bega? Yeah, it's just weird because it's the exact same jar with Bega written on it. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's... It, actually, that's a, the same. that's a weird one now that I've just mentioned them. Oreos, also vegan. How? What? Yeah, they're vegan. You mean to tell me they're not cookies and cream? No, I, I, this is, that is exactly what I'm telling you. Wow. Oh. There you go. Well, that's... <laughs> well, when this gets over to, what is it, talk sport in, in yeah. England, he's going to be furious. Also, because they're going to be mad that we're not talking sport. I mean, that is plainly false advertising. Warwick Ahern says, with South putting 60 on the Roosters last week, can we put a line mm. for them for, for conceding 50 or more? Or has a fire been lit for them to fuck up anything in their path for the free play? Um, I don't think... Uh, I, I refuse to believe that any team needs motivation to win a premiership, especially in the finals. Like, I don't think anyone's going in half half assed. Mm. Uh, you can't, obviously can't put a line on them. I still think they're probably going to win the comp because that's just how things go. But... Um, I mean, it's not a good thing, but people can't, you can't just play this off as nothing. Like, it's a big deal to have 60 put on you by anyone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. not a death sentence. I hate that stat. So I hope so. I hate it more so because every time someone scores 50, the team could be 0 and 20, and they go, ah ha ha, this team isn't going to win the comp. Hey, boys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. So I'm almost shooting for the Roosters based on that. Yeah. Uh, and next question for Warwick is, was drafting Jordan Love a masterstroke by the Packers? Now, there's a fire leading, um, lit under someone. That has uh, worked. Good on him. I mean, <laughs> still a bad pick, but... Uh, oh, like, yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's one of those things I... And many people, if you've watched NFL, over the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers developed a terrible habit of holding the ball too long and running around like crazy until people got open. And then you go watch other teams and you go watch Tom Brady play and like, you know, Julian Edelman, Braxton Berrios, Jacoby Myers, Phil Dorsett, all these nobodies are like just open all the time. How does that happen? It's like, well, oh, we get a good coach and like, that's what matters a lot. You know, and if the Packers didn't give Rodgers any weapons this off season, he, again, that that stack going around now is great. That one, how he's throwing two touchdowns to first round picks his entire career and it's both Mercedes Lewis Whereas hmm. like Peyton Manning has like over 100 touchdowns of first round picks. Anyway, but all of a sudden the offense is the best it's been since like prime Rogers and when McCarthy's offense worked with Jordy Nelson and, and uh, Randall Cobb and uh, Greg Jennings. Like, because, yeah, what a shock. Like, just good scheme gets people open in that sport. And that's what's making Rogers look amazing. It's like he wasn't the worst player the last couple of years, but first year in the scheme last year wasn't there but this year it's like scheme bonus motivation and all that kind of stuff it's just like that's what's given it to him because like there was certainly a bit of a concern about like he just looks like he's holding the ball scrambling for no reason trying to create too much and it's not like that at all this year he was like fourth in scrambles in nfl last year and he's like second last at the moment which is good anyway uh good having supporting good nfl team vanguard good yeah it's nice What's up with your team, though, in uh, primetime games, huh? What's up with that? Well, hang on. It's not primetime games. It's big games. In primetime games, yeah. Lamar was 4-0 and with an average of 32 points before today. Oh, there you go. So it was just the playoff game last year. But quite worrying because it looked identical to that today. Really bad. Really, really worrying. He was dirt. Like, I mean, I the whole team Lamar, was bad. But, but he was dirt as well. Like, and, he, Andrews was, was worse. Hmm. 
but yeah, Matt Judon, Matt Judon was worst on ground, but um, yeah, I made excuses for him in the Tennessee game last year. I thought he actually did play well, and he was let down by his receivers and the defense. And while he was again let down by the defense, he did not play well. He missed a couple of throws. Like a couple he of... should have had Hollywood for two touchdowns. One of them was nearly picked, and the other one was incomplete. So yeah, yeah uh, a lot of work to do. Uh, next question, Harvey G. Which Knights player should commit a professional foul late in the game this weekend to order, in order to guarantee that Daniel Saifidi will line Damien Cook up under the posts <laughs> and in the 73rd minute and steamroll him for a match ceiling try? I, I don't... Uh, Even the um, Knights fans have been on it. Like, some like, things are just beautiful to see. Uh, <laughs> I've got to say that was an unexpected plus that question and Mason, to whomever said that in, who cares? off my question. cap uh, his next question Harvey G again is over his career Mitchell Pierce has done very little to adjust and evolve his game to account for his declining athleticism now the back half of this season looks like he's right on the verge of going off a cliff physically if he hasn't done so already my question is, if the Knights extend Mitchell Pierce's contract for two or more seasons over this offseason, would any of you be willing to come to my house and quickly painlessly execute me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, sure. I don't I mean, have much on in summer. I have been a hater of Mitchell Pierce since the, like, as long as anyone's listened to this podcast. And I went mm. through his good little period of form and when he was at Knights, hating on him too. And that's because this is who he's always been. This is like he said, the same player forever. And that's why I can't stand him. Like There will be five weeks a year he looks like the best halfback in the competition. But he'll be shit for 15 or 15 or so of the other weeks of the year. And teams will still just pay money and just... You know, we'll treat him like he's an elite halfback and ignore games like the last five weeks he's had for Newcastle. He's been dog shit. And then they're if looking Mitchell, at two more years. Like, ugh. If Mitchell Pierce knocks South out of the finals, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to process that. But yeah, like, I know people act like when he came back into Origin last year and he won a series or something, it was like, it was a, it was like oh yeah, finally Mitch Pierce you know, got over his demons. Like, no, he hasn't. Yeah. He's nothing. <laughs> He still he get he gets a million dollars a year to be a team leader who isn't a team leader who gets the excuse that other guys don't get and they're still looking for someone else to come there and solve his problems for him. Fuck Mitch Pierce. You heard it here first. <laughs> and uh, who's going to execute Harvey? Which, which one of you two is doing it? I feel like Dale needs to test his guillotine for the revolution. Yeah, but... I mean it is important. I mean if uh, if yeah. if Harvey is willing to to deal with the the a few seconds of consciousness before his brain shuts off after I lop his top from his, uh, from his remaining. Then yeah, sure. How is his kicking game still so shit? That's what I don't get. about. It hasn't, it hasn't, he hasn't grown as a player at all. Never grown as a player. He's always just been good enough to do the job. Yeah. Like we've, we've always said he's a top tier, he's a top tier club half, but like top, top tier club halves, like in that system and in the in in the system that he's been played, he needs he needs to be a leader and he simply isn't. No, he isn't. Like I understand. Like I get foils exist for plenty of halves. They need another good half partner, but that's not the story you get sold with Mitchell Pierce that he needs the other guy. But he does, and that, that kind of stuff. Like the other people players get roasted for that shit when he doesn't. But, um, the kicking game is the biggest concern because, like, out of all the things as you age, generally everyone's kicking game gets better or the understanding of the game gets better. His tactical kicking is disgusting. Uh, and it, and that, not a shock, by the way, they get some tries returned for, like, go go their house against them because his kicking game is so shocking. 
sorry, some kicks returned to the house. Anyway, next question from M. Mitch, just wondering what's the best address for you so I can post you the new improved purple version of the Broncos jersey. Uh, I'm liking this. I liked it from Matt Tripp too. The saltiness about the Broncos shit. I'll do something original and become, you know, go there and create your own thing. Don't try and steal from us. You motherfuckers took everything you were when you started from Brisbane. You owe this back to the Broncos. You've owed them for a while. You still take from Queensland Cup. You took Bellamy from us. You took Lazarus to be your first ever, your first ever captain from us. You copied all the things we did. You owe us. We're not, we're not stealing from the storm. We're taking back some rightfully ours. Mm. Okay? Heir to the throne. <laughs> the Broncos are becoming the Broncos again. Uh, no point from you two, I don't think. I'm like, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the beef. The beef, the yes. simmering beef. The beef is it is. That's it. It's a, it's a Mongolian lamb on a sizzling plate, mate. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost a doner kebab at this point. It's, it's it. constantly going around and around between the two of you. But yeah, I'm enjoying Yeah, Oh, Matt Triple and the chairman talking shit. Please miss me. You're playing at Suncorp this week. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, are they going to go out and uh, are they going to go uh, out and do- it was it who was it was it TO who put the flag in the middle of who yes put no, the ball he, in the middle he, of the Cowboys yes, field? That, he did that the the flag was Baker Mayfield wasn't it uh, also Graham Sunis at Galatasaray. yeah I was gonna say Graham Sunis did that in in in, Gal- in yeah. Turkey as well so if if players didn't have the chance to become Broncos rejects they don't become Storm greats okay oh, if, 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 if Billy gosh. Slater Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk aren't Broncos rejects they're nobodies oh. we need our club to exist. Okay, uh, next question to Oof, M again. That was tell, hot. Tell us your earliest rugby league memory. Well, as we said in the last podcast, we're takesmen. But anyway, <laughs> tell us your earliest rugby league memory. Um, I think it's probably, probably the 94 grand final. I remember watching that with my family. Yeah, I think it was see, Raiders, good, Raiders Bulldogs. Well. That's probably the, the, the earliest that I was conscious of rugby league. Yeah. And also, like, obviously, because it was like it was Mal's last game, and he was like the king of Canberra. Um, and you know, like seeing see if he saw those guys down the shops, or if he saw them at like the leagues club or anything like that, it was a pretty big deal. Uh, but yeah, like this, the town went mad for it. I mean, we've all we've all seen the pictures of you know the green sausages and green bread and stuff. <laughs> um, and and long may green bread exist. But yeah, I mean, probably the '94 grand final. I I my my most my earliest memory of being at a game is um, up at Newcastle with my great grandfather and my sister and my dad watching the Knights play. Um, it is, it is what, what is now the Eastern grandstand, which used to be just a hill. And uh, we yeah. used to walk up from pop's place and sit on the hill and dad and pop and I would watch the game and my sister would dig in the dirt because she couldn't care less about footy. Hmm. Um, I haven't got a specific game I can remember, but there's things I can remember that like the, my earliest league memories and, and some of them are like, yeah, attending, like I remember being at a game. I don't even remember who won, but at a game when Jason Taylor was killing the Knights at North Sydney Oval, I remember being in, in Newcastle as well with it. Like, we had some friends who were Newcastle fans that, um, but um, I remember being confused by Super League, like this really confused, like this is like a different thing and we're playing other teams now. It's like, okay, I guess that's a thing. And then it's like, oh, it's like we play the Sharks a lot now. <laughs> that's what we do. We don't get to play the other. What happened to the other? Like, you know, I was, what, six to seven, seven years old. Like, why don't I get to play the other teams anymore? What happened? I remember getting confused by that. But, but I like then, the other teams. Where are they? Yeah. And and I also remember another thing that sent it vividly for most of my childhood is the ugly Broncos jerseys. 
they stick out more than yeah. remembering other games. Remembering the games they wore ugly jerseys in. Ugh. The, was it the teal, the teal jersey? Did you guys teal. have a, Yeah, the teal yeah. jersey. The, that, that, uh, Twice. Never, never won in the teal. The Knights. Was that, sorry, was there a, a, a teal and blue, like, sevens jersey that you guys we wore? Teal, yeah, we wore that again, uh, the nines of the year recently, but the teal yeah. jersey is what Penrith we played in the Warriors, I think. I might be wrong, but. Yeah, I think you might be right. But, that, I mean, that would make sense. Me. They would be, yeah. Yeah, someone will correct me on that. Um, anyway, next question. M has two more questions for Patreon. She says, no one cares about the NRLM anymore because the real comp starts this week. Please discuss how awesome the Dragons <laughs> team is. Kelly and Surges in the centers with Sammy B at fullback and starting at seven is going to be such, such a ruthless attack. I think they got the Broncos covered this year given how much their squad lost from last year. Well, I mean, she's probably on the right track with the centers. I mean, Bremner hasn't played because she had a kid last year, so it's been a while. That is and, always that is always a, an inhibition, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, so we'll see what happens there. And, I mean, Studden, to me, didn't set the world on fire last year either. So No, I, I tend to agree with that. I like Maddie Studden, um, but I, I think that there's a lot missing from her game. I think she's um, overrated. Yeah. In women's football. I think a lot of that early generation, uh, Jill or uh, overrated. Like, I don't think um, Ruan Sims is that special of a football player either or... Um, What's the one the, the the one who's quite good looking who got her, her gig on TV as well? Blondie. Uh, Alicia Ferguson. Yeah, that's it. Don't think it's that good either. Yeah. Like, and I think I mean, she, the, 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 the problem with her was that she her body felt her body felt yeah. a bit, which um, yeah. a lot of them obviously did because they weren't professionals at that point. But you make a good point. There was there was always there were a lot of players who uh, came kind of to the end of their careers at the same time as like when Ruan Sims did. Um, and and later than Alicia Ferguson did, um, the the halfback who played for New South Wales or the fireback who played for New South Wales with mm. Maddie Studden, whose name escapes me, the um, Indigenous woman. Um, I I can only imagine how good she would have been playing in a relatively relatively professional setting, um, even just a more advanced setting than what they're playing in now. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you say, I mean the, the 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 Saints team looks good this season. Obviously, they got pretty well covered in the grand final last year. Uh, but it yeah. it will be interesting to see, especially as you say, with like it's a completely different comp this year with the bubble situation. So, um, I, I mean, we we tried to pick the games bef- uh, in the previous pod, and it's like drawing names out of a hat at this point. So yeah, it'll be good to see this week how they how they line up, and then we can kind of get a better idea. Yeah, and I and I do think, uh, as you said, looks like a better squad than Brisbane's. That's hap- that's happened a few times now. But I just do think the uh, Brisbane still have the the best front row in the competition, and Millie Boyle, and they have Ali Brickenshaw. That's a big difference maker. Mm. Uh, and one more from M. Please tell me someone has else has noticed how weak Ponga is in defence. Is this because of his teammates uh, hanging out, hanging him out to dry, or is it because he's got a terrible technique or what? I can't remember, remember ever seeing him complete a successful cover tackle. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, he seems to be... I, I've noticed, like, he seems to be fine, like, head-on. But cover tackle is a good point. He, um, he Some of his positioning in games is questionable as well as a fullback, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. I think he also suffers from that... Um, he would be less embarrassed if he didn't go near the play. You know, people like when a, when a fullback's out of play, half, nobody even notices him. Like Jack White yeah. was so b- out of position for the Raiders, unless you were looking for him, people wouldn't even like mock him for not being near a play. Mm-hmm. But Ponga loves getting embarrassingly stepped, hey, or beaten one-on-one sometimes. Yeah. 
But yeah, I would say his cover defense is average. I do love though. Remember, he was getting called a great defender because he made thirty tackles in Origin in the middle. Those were the days. Hmm. <laughs> You're going to say something, Bungard? No, I just thought it's not something that really gets talked about. But then I, I, off, I, I think that that's just because deficiencies of these players don't really get talked about at all. Yeah, they just they just don't like to say anything negative about the top players in this game, particularly Caleb Ponga and. Yeah, I think that I think it's something that most fans have probably noticed that what they just said. But yeah, it's not something that ever really gets addressed, is it? No. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't. And I mean, I know some people like I know some people on Twitter try to look for the the worst moments with Kalen, but it, it, it's a true, it's a genuine negative that some that, people on Twitter. Ball. If only there was yeah. some kind of three minute long video of Kalen Pong's worst. Yeah, exactly. Worst <laughs> but I mean, like that's it, you know, he he definitely has a positioning issue, and he has moments when when um when he hasn't proven that this year. But uh, I think you get stuck in that thing is that you can't, as you said, because players don't get criticized. You can't highlight a weakness without being called a critique. Called a hater, player. yeah. It's like, I think Kalampong is a great fullback and a great player, but that's he has got things to work on, just like every player ever has. But yeah, because we talk positives too often, you never get to say a single thing negative without being called, as you said, a hater or negative. Okay. Um, Okay, over to Twitter. Any any more writing questions, Bung? I tend to have a writing question <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Uh, not, none today. But I, uh, I checked the nothing on our Facebook, so I think we're good. Okay. Okay. Oh God, that's a wrong mention, Shane. My bad. Okay, here okay? we go. I'm, I am I am okay. I clicked on the wrong wrong chain. Uh, okay. First question over on Twitter from Too Good. How can the Raiders incorporate Starling and Hodge into the team without destroying continuity in attack? And why is Starling vibing better with Williams and White than Hodgson was? Or is that a fallacy? Well, I mean, it's clear that George Williams does better getting the ball faster. And Tom, Tom Starling is doing just that. I mean, he's, he's not taking a step or two. He's not sticking his head up and looking around before, um, before he does anything as Josh Hodgson likes to do. And whilst that has worked for them, in previous years, I mean, a lot, a lot of what they're doing this year that's going well is, is as a result of the quick ball they're getting from Starling. So it will be interesting to see, see what happens. I genuinely don't know what they're going to do next year. As we talked about in the previous episode, um, they are almost at a sort of Damien Cook, uh, Robbie Farrah, Cam McInnes type crossroads. So. Yeah, I don't know if it ruins continuity, but I think, like the, as you said, the way Starling plays more direct... It does, it allows Williams and, and Whiten to play more direct as well, and also you know he he just services the ball a little cleaner than Hodgson was this year. But I, I don't think that there's a clash in styles. I mean, many good hooker tandems have worked because the guy comes off the bench offers something different. You know, it, like, and I know not many teams split hookers anymore now, but it was a thing for a very long time that teams had an impact hooker would come mm. on and, and offer something different with a different running game or director style of play. And, you know, as games wear on, it might potentially be a better thing to have. Because there's, there's periods when you've watched Raiders games and you're like, you know, they're, they're rolling in the field and you're like, what the, why the fuck is Hodgson just fucking around around the ruck? Why, why is yeah. he running a little rap play or something when the quick ball was on or direct play was on? Mm. You know, it might be a benefit for them to have Starling come on for the last 20 or 30 and the team play a lot more direct through the middle. You know, especially with the game being a little faster. And they've got the players through the middle to to execute a play like that. Like, I know that 
we mm. saw how rapid Papali was. And I don't know he's not the best example, but like they've got those kind of like medium size in advance, inverted commas, like edge players where if they do get the ball rolling down the field and Starling is rolling with them, they can just pick and go one out of the ruck and continue to go like try and look for space quickly. So as you say, like, I mean, if you've got a tiring defense that is struggling to get back, there'll be easy points on offer there, but it's continuing to move them down the field and keep them moving backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, it's a great problem for them to have. I'd love like, you know, they'll get to have good fun in the off season trying to plan for it. They'll love it. Mm. Uh, his next question, which team should be dissolving so the baby Raiders can join the NRL? Well, I mean, this, this is just further proof, as we said, that there's, there's talent out there. There is, mate. Just, and there was, that was motivated. That was it. That was it. That's a team in a good environment when the players got given an opportunity. They yep. were motivated. And they and they took the, they took it with both hands. But like, that's it, mate. There is players out there. That's because teams suck. Like they do every year in every sport. It doesn't mean there isn't players out there of that standard. And they were, as as you said, like they would have been given the jerseys before the, the before the game. I'm sure some of those blokes were making their debuts or at least making their club debuts. Like Matt Frawley hadn't played since round sixteen. 2018 or something ridiculous like that um and like they would have been they would have been told go out there like first of all just have fun but show us what you've got and i think that a lot of these blokes would have known going into this kind of game like this is the kind of performance putting up a performance like that that gets you either an ex like an extension or will get your move um so if you can put into that kind of performance um on a one-off it you know people are always watching and that's a kind of um motivation that players work off sometimes yeah agreed with all that uh scotty hau says if this is spoon so is if this is the spoon the broncos had to have does that make mitch doyle <laughs> the paul keating of broncos supporters well dale does love him so yeah yeah <laughs> that is true that's it it's definitely the spoon we had to have i mean does that make Bungard the the bob hawk of this podcast well I am both the most well-liked and the funnest to be around mm. and the best at drinking. And... You did get rolled by your treasurer, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was deposed as um, club president of my local soccer club once. Yeah. So that's a good I point. mean, shout out to Charlie, who's going to put up with you being with another woman in ten, five to ten years. But anyway, uh, a, enough about the memoirs. Do, did, did Bob Hawk do that? Yeah, he left his. Oh. He left Hazel to be with Blanche. Oh, yeah, Blanche. Blanche. That's right. Yeah. Blanche is an incredible old lady name. There's not yes, enough Blanches now. I mean, his, his first wife's name was Hazel, <laughs> so he's got. He's really Hazel lucky out and there. Blanche. Fucking hell! Sounds like a terrible recipe. It sounds Blanche like their characters Hazel, on the Golden Girls. Actually, yes. one was called Blanche. Wasn't <laughs> yes. she? There you go. Yes. Surely, definitely a character on the Golden Girls. Uh, mm-hmm. Next question. David Hunter, does anybody give the Sharks and Nice or Eels any chance? And why does the NRL persist suggesting a wild card weekend? Can the wild uh, card fuck further off? I don't want to talk about the wild card anymore. But to his okay. other question, yes, you're still going to play the game. Yeah, like, you can only you can't, what's in front of you. You can't just – it doesn't matter how shit they've been for the last few weeks, whatever. Like, they're here for a reason. And, like, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't some – this isn't like an FA Cup tie between Liverpool and – Southport United. It's 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 two professional NRL teams. No, I don't think any of those teams are going to win. But it's not going to shock me if they do. Well, it shocked me a little bit, but it's not going to be like earth-shattering if any of those teams brings an upset. I mean, they're here for a reason. And Parramatta especially. I mean, they won 15 games this year. You've got to give them a little bit of respect. You know, that's a funny thing, by the way. Like, I was talking to Dave, the, our good friend Dave, the Raiders he's fan. Not, like, he's not my friend. <laughs> anyway, like how the Raiders fans this year, if, you know, they've done well, but 
it feels like a kind of disappointing season with how Hodgson and that kind of stuff happened. But they've won 14 of 20 games, 416. Like, and last year they went, they went, what do they do? They won like 15 games all last year. Six, they won 15. It's like not much different. It's just funny how like, yeah, this shorter season, like the Eels won 15 of 20 games. And we think they're shit. It has stretched the league. Um, they're also the only team to beat Penrith, by the way. True. Wunga Blake's like five minutes of his whole career. Like That's true. Career. That's true. Balled, balled That's, it. Yeah. That's it. Um, okay, next question from Warwick Ahern over on Twitter now. With an easy throw weeks ahead in their schedule now, are the Ravens really that good or evident frauds behind the Chiefs? I don't think they're frauds. I've always, like, even I've said that, like, the Chiefs, I've said all, I've, have I ever said to you that Lamar was better than Patrick Mahomes, Mitch? I don't think no. so. I said he deserved the MVP last year, and he did. He was the best player last year, but I've always yeah. said that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. Uh, that was proven very, very painfully today. Um, they're not frauds. I just think that they have one specific game plan, and when it doesn't work, they don't really have a plan B. I don't really know. currently think of a comparison in the top of my head, but, like, yeah, it, um, they're not frauds. They won 14 games last year, and they'll probably go close to doing that again. Um, but it is worrying when you can beat up on crap teams with ease uh, and then kind of not know what to do when plan A goes out the window. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest concern there is like they actually look good for about the first five minutes, but they're, they're chasing that game, they look terrible. They're not frauds, but I also think Mahomes is like, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't want to call him the GOAT already, but his current performance is like so far ahead of his peers and yeah. he does it so differently to everybody else. It's like he's cheating when he's playing that sport and Lamar's a bit of a similar cheat with his running game, but like Mahomes is just something else in that regard, like, it doesn't happen very often in life, in sport, that someone is that much, in our life anyway, that different, that much better than everybody else. That it looks like he's, he's breaking the sport, but that's what Mahomes is like. Agreed. Like, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Like, remember how, how dominant, like, Tiger Woods was there for, like, 20 years? I think someone mm. tweeted that, actually, something about Tiger Woods today and him. Mm. Yeah, maybe that, that, like, you know, Messi in football, Ronaldo, and when he was in, in United, when they started killing it, like, yeah. Anyway, uh, next question comes from David Hunter. Why is Matt Bungard so awesome and a great podcast get, guest? Are you going on a podcast, Bungard? I already did it. I did it before our podcast. Um, oh, yeah? I went on his podcast, Hypothetic uh, RL. So basically they're just doing what-ifs from the from when the mergers and stuff happened. At the oh, no. Of- you didn't do what if South didn't die, did you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I had to go on there and I, was, I had to merge Souths. I had to merge them with someone else. We had to talk through each potential merger candidate and what were the positives and the negatives. So um, how were the South Sydney Rooster Rabbits? They, they're good. <laughs> that was obviously who I picked. Like, I mean, yeah. it's the one that makes sense. I mean, but you should yeah. listen to the podcast. He's done one with each of the... So he's got, he's got a map with... It's basically the all the Sydney clubs and the Steelers on it. And basically, yeah. I think he had a fan from each of those clubs come on and talk about potential merge candidates, ones that made sense, ones that didn't. Um, I think I said that I, I think my final shortlist were the Tigers, the Bears, and the Roosters, and I settled on the Roosters. So. If you need someone to call, call on, talk, come on and talk about the rugby league utopia of what if Super League won and the Broncos went 20 straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm seeing Mitch's, Mitch's face like Lionel Hutz with the rainbow and everyone dancing together. <laughs> Sounds good. What if there was no cap, the Super League stayed, and the Broncos just kept winning? <laughs> Sounds like a good podcast. <laughs> mm. 
Um, next question, Dane Jonas got anger. Should the Raiders look at a cow-based recovery method to get Ryan Sutton back on the pitch for the finals? I'm not talking about Carl's blood transfusion, but a Canberra milk transfusion straight into the bloodstream. Mm, well, I mean, that's that's the big news in Raiders Twitter, obviously, and potentially NRL Twitter is the, the milk is back for next year. And uh, God damn, it looks delicious. That's a good-looking jersey. Just quietly. <laughs> their, I will say their home and away jerseys are hideous for next year. The retro one looks good. Their other yeah. two jerseys look awful. Yeah, yeah. So are the other two, the home and away and the good looking one heritage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So why have they like advertised it like the heritage in the middle and those two in the, I don't well, know. Well, presumably because they, did that, do they know the other two are shit? They must. <laughs> unless, unless my thought is that they are going to use the green and navy blue jersey as a home jersey for if they play South. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, the social media guy did the Jeff Toovey, unless I'm blind, <laughs> these two jerseys are shithouse and put them on the side. Yeah. They, they suck, but yeah, the, uh, the milk being back, it's like, I didn't think those things were allowed to happen, like good things. No, I back. mean, the, the story <laughs> the story behind it was quite interesting. Like Huawei obviously stepped away from the club pretty radically. Um, they basically yeeted out of, of the sponsorship deal for the remaining however long. Um, so the club basically got together with Canberra milk, capital chilled foods, and and away they went for a one one once off one season wonder. Um, so I think these will be the hottest jerseys in NRL next year. Yeah, because they're doing like one year, isn't it? Because uh, Huawei is still paying a large chunk next year, aren't they? Yeah, they mm. just don't. Well, I something like they are paying the remainder of the 2021 sponsorship to get out of the remainder of the con- to get out of the rest of the contract or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. that's what they're, it's like a short term cheaper major jersey sponsor. So can Souths get Smith Chris? back on board yes i mean why not firepower one more time <laughs> oh, we probably can't do that are you back on board can you get travel lodge back mid travel lodge god i mean travel lodge travel lodge probably aren't doing too well in these times so why not yeah. do integral uh, energy still exist though uh no i think they were bought by mate is it endeavor energy which is part of origin i don't know maybe sure i don't know I mean, what was that, that bloody stupid phone company the Broncos had on their jersey? I can't remember. That was on there for a little while. Bring uh, not not Crazy Johns, but <laughs> oh, um, oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I've, I'm drawing a blank on it. Yeah, I That's can picture right. the jersey. I've forgotten the name. Yeah, of the sponsor. Yeah, yeah. This is really um, it's no. I mean, the Roosters had semen for a while, so it was pretty good. Got him. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, uh, Next question, Frankie asked what time was this question asked? And unfortunately, my time doesn't match up with his. I'm guessing it's supposed to be 60 to 8. Yeah, I got the question at 6.58. Not, uh, not so it was, almost, it was almost 60 to 8 is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, it was almost 60 to 8. Um, I remember the Broncos thing is like wow.com.au. That's right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I remember that. And then I don't know, the number's like 1-3 something, something or whatever, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's terrible. Uh, next question. Benny DTD, Craig Bellamy, Dave Donahue, how good is it? <laughs> discuss it. Um, I'm not going to discuss it. We mentioned it earlier, but uh, yeah, if they have them to Brisbane, it's I don't know why it took them to get the lowest depth to realize that the Broncos and they should swing their Bronco dick. But yeah, it's always darkest before the door, mate. It is. Pyman 1987. What do you think of, of the theory that when Papali ran through Damien Cook to score in the Fuck 19, off. No, I, I'm sick of this. <laughs> he bumped, mate. The, the, he bumped all of the ability out of Cook. And into Tom Starling. God, it's just <laughs> fucking how I just don't get Tom it. Starling like, does ha- Tom just, Starling does wait, have the little moustache as I well, just, doesn't he? I just read the questions. Mm. 
I understand. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's just bad. Like, oh, the best day of my life was followed by crippling disappointment nine days later. Fucking right. hell. The worst thing is they say they still enjoyed that grand final, mate. Oh, what a, yeah. They, oh, was, we were just happy to be there. Well, if you're just happy to be there, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> uh, Jack Ricky says, any wild Clive Churchill predictions a month out from the grand final? Corey Allen. That is wild. That is I'm going to go bet on that right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll put all the money on it, mate. That's it. Um, if, you guess the, hey, if you guess the exact odds right now, don't look. I will actually do it. Five thousand uh, to one. Five thousand and one to one. Four hundred and fifty-one to one. That might be right. You're way off. Branko no, Lee. Keep, keep talking while I look it up. Um, Nico Hines. Oh, only one hundred and fifty-one. That's oh, not enough. Cow. That's terrible. Um, the same, same as Charlie Staines and Jared Croker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Darren Wilson says, "How is Mitch holding up?" Yeah, I'm okay. He's fine. Thanks for checking well. in. Uh, Campo, our good friend Campo says, what is the most dude rock things to happen in rugby league this season? Uh, I mean, it's, well, it's yeah. not, how is that? Hang on. How is that dude's rock? The answer, and Campo knows this because he texted me and we agreed that it was the most dude's rock thing to happen, possibly yeah. ever, is fucking Corey Allen giving Alex Johnson that try and then the boys getting around him. The dude's dude Ooh, rock. That is a good one. Who am I thinking of that scored up? The okay. other one, but also the other one, Charlie Staines like shutting us a country down. I was yep. gonna Charlie say the, my other my other nomination was Charlie Charlie Staines getting a pub shut down, and also yeah. the boys all getting around Cody Ramsey when he scored it with his first touch in the NRL. They were, uh, but... and also was it Josh King's first try the other week? Yeah, <laughs> and he bad. Yeah, dudes rock. That's damn sure. <laughs> uh, the Fox Hat shit. What a name. Mm. Which cook team deserves their fan base more, the Broncos or the Tigers? <laughs> That's a chicken or the egg situation, isn't it? What comes first, the team or the fans? Who's uh, who? the the egg always comes first? Yeah, just for the record, it's true. Uh, mm. And then Sticky Ruit says, off the back of a stellar performance from Lil Tom Starling, who makes your shortest thirteen? God, well, we kind of did this last week. Stocking Matt Utah. We, we did little man. We did Mate. the thick boys last Mate. week. Thick boys. Roy Bell at fullback. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, where's, I mean, where's, Jared, where's Jared Samet, though? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, even Dusty, Playing in the centres. Sh- where's Ian, where's, where's um, Ian Lacey playing? He's playing ball, playing lock, mate. He's too stocky okay. to be the nine in this team. <laughs> How tall was Sam Ops? Wasn't he really short? God, Roy Bell is 165. That's wow. short. Sam Ops, Sam Ops, one seventy. By the way, like I know, I knew, I knew Roy Bell was sixty-five kilos. They so said it about fifty-seven times on his on the broadcast. Mm. He still scored seven tries in nine games at that size. Oh, oh Roy Bell. Yeah, but yeah, Ian Lacey was the same height too, one sixty-five. Uh, Joven Clark. Oh, Joven Clark. There's a player. Right. What, what a player. Eight first grade appearances over four, five years. Fantastic. Uh, is Chris Sandow in this team? Well, I mean, the, the whole team's halfbacks, but yes, of course he is. Mm. Um, anyway, next question we'll go to... Oh, Ann Sprouse is back. I lied about one last question. He says, no question. It's noting how I was right and being organized rules. What was she right about? Anyone? I don't know. Maybe, no. I don't know. Who knows? Is that an in-joke for... I don't know. We're all idiots here. Are we? Uh, yes. Don't let, her, don't let her neg you like that. <laughs> no, that should be doing negging me. <laughs> uh, next, next question. Josh Robbo's back. Two questions. Oh, he's going to keep coming back till Penrith lose. It's almost like Penrith are good. Oh, so he won't see him next week. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, anyway. wow hey. oh, no. Okay. 
creating a new team long term, which rookie with under ten games? Ten games. Would you see using as your anchor that you build around? What do you under ten games was a it was a twenty game season? So I gotta find someone who played less than half this season that I'm building my team around. Jump tough one. No, he would be. He'd have more than that. And then oh, Tom, Keon, Keon Colin Matangi's played eleven. Yeah, he's got uh, And my boy Tom Dearden has too many now too. How many does um, Chanel uh, have? Harris Tavita. No, too he many. He played last year. Yeah. Way too. Uh, true. But yeah, Chanel yeah. Matadia. How many's he got? He's Nathan Brown has joined the chat. Jeez, when did the Matadias get old? That wasn't allowed. Oh, Adam it. Kieran's got nine appearances. Yeah, he's not very good. Okay. But he's got nine appearances and he's like in he's at least a first like he's not many, a bad how many, first. How many appearances I was yeah. gonna say, how many appearances does Sammy Velmay have? God, this this is what we're getting mm, this, to. This took a turn. <laughs> we're building around Sammy Velomay or Adam Kayron who no team wants for next year. Uh, this is what it's I get not, with not good. Wait, hang on, what are we do can we build around Fast Guy or has he played eleven now? He would have played too many, sure. Yeah, I think too many. Uh I'm gonna say What's his name? That Matthew Tomoko from the Raiders this week, the center yeah. who was pretty good. There you go. That's oh, hang on. Can I just say Joseph Sawalia? Is that cheating? I think that's cheating. That's cheating. Oh. <laughs> Why? It's he's played under ten games. Yeah, yeah he's not he's a rookie. Played zero. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. A, it was a hard line to hit rookie with under ten games. I can give you rookies that played this year, but not that one. Anyway, mm. what about? Your... No, go on. You go. Uh, I, I'm just trying to spitball guys who I'm like honestly not sure whether they played. Enough games or not? Like, I'm just trying to say, is Nico Hines? He might make it. Mm. Ten, ten exactly. Yes. All right. There you go. You're in. But, Nico yeah. Hines is there the answer. Go. There we go. Um, okay. Next question. He says, "What's been your biggest learning experience out of COVID?" Um. Do are we do we want to answer this one seriously? No. I don't know. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, uh, it's you know. Obviously, being isolated from everybody, well, a lot of, like, most people as sort of, I don't know, I guess it makes you appreciate that really all that matters in your life are, like, the people that you care about and the people around you and, that, like, work and stuff doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah. Uh, I've probably learned a lot about that in the last few months. Um, really took, take a, took a backseat to sort of caring so much about career stuff and about things that I can't control. Started meditating every day, which is good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just think of, think it's good to just try and be appreciative of the things you do have rather than worrying about things you don't. So Josh, you can be thankful for your minor premiership rather than worrying about the premiership you won't get in four weeks' time. Well, so I, I was very, really I was, it was all sincere, so I had to bring it back to a joke at the end. I well do done. like you in the comp, Josh. I do. Um, yeah, look, I, I've definitely found that, oh, working from home, I actually can be productive and get work done and the office, like need the office is just, not yeah. really thing. Like, I've oh mate, fucking office office space. Like owners are in the mud. They're fucked financially because the, the the average punter has woken up, and there's no way to there's no way to put this genie back in the lamp. You know, like yeah, and people it, and, know. And it's different in the past. Like, used to sometimes you like you someone would work from home and take the piss for a day. Yeah, you know? but it's different because once you permanently from home, you have to work. The work, yes, like that's it. You have work to do. You have to do work. So it's not like. It's a bit different. It's shaped my, changed my mentality too. It's like, oh, I can actually sit at home, work and get work done and get shit done and whatever. And like you said, fuck office spaces. Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, only, only upside of office spaces is that you're like near stuff. Like oh, genuinely. Yeah. I want like a one day a week in the office thing. Yeah. Like we just, oh, just, we have that, that, that week, of ca- the day of catch-ups. 
Yeah, well, my wife's company's doing that, and they reckon they're going to permanently do this now. They just go in on Mondays and Fridays, and that's it. Yeah, and that's, that's like we we have to um, in my role, we have to kind of meet benchmarks to get to work from home, which is fine. But I've noticed when I when I trialed working from home, uh, my like my results were significantly better than when I'm in the office because it's literally me, two screens, and like my headset. Like there's no distractions. Um, so that's been really good thing that I've learned most out of COVID um, kind of feeding on what Matt said is just to spend more time talking to family. Um, I am of the three of us. Well, sort of, well, I mean, Mitch is back at home at the moment, but like um, of the three of us, I, I'm the most disconnected from the family purely because uh, I don't live in the same city as them. Um, mm. So I take the time every week to reach out to mum and dad and to my sisters and try and, call them and catch up and I've been trying to reach out to my grandparents as much as possible. And I found that really helpful, um, like for my mental health and also just to like, um, one thing that I've noticed recently is not taking as much notice of what people think of me, which has been really helpful. Like just kind yeah. of focus on myself. Um, that's been something that I've tried to work on. Um, the thing that I need to work on is to, lose my corona kilos because i'm struggling <laughs> to fit into my pants but i mean that is they say summer bodies are made in winter and i have been making this body for most of winter so yeah. i guess that's that's my fault um but shout out to the shout out to the beers crew on twitter for keeping yeah. me sane. <laughs> beers crew's been good for us mm. all but um yeah no I, sincerely it's 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 not often that we do answer this like take a serious approach to answering those questions but i think people do and have kind of really most of us have taken a step back in the last few months and realized that like that, especially people in our age bracket, like that corporate ladder we were trying to climb up nonstop basically for our whole lives really isn't that important. Mm. Um, uh, I knew that already, but uh, that's why <laughs> I do a, a sports job that I'll never get paid well in. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, it's, as you said there, mate, like a lot of people have, had changed force upon them for the better through this period. Like mm, a lot of people, you know, who are in jobs are unhappy and they just stayed in hoping, oh, well, you know, in a few years, this or that will happen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it's forced good change in that regard that, um, you know, it's made a lot of people in that industry, no, we're not all in it anymore. We've all had aspirations or been at one point, but like the media industry, for example, has been gutted, but it's it just really forced things that were, that were inevitable in the industry anyway. Mm, and it's right. probably a good thing for the for guys our age, you know, around 30 or, or, or even younger or a little older that that's happened now rather than in five years, you know, once yeah. you're 35 or 40 or something, it's, it's actually much dif more difficult if you've got kids and, and responsibilities to do that. So I guess people our age bracket have been lucky to do that. Not everyone is as lucky mm. in that regard. Mm. I mean, God, not that losing your job is ever lucky, but, uh, but what about bad things can always present opportunity. Yeah. The only thing I want to learn about the thing I learned the most out of um, COVID is how much I like to stand at pubs because I didn't know I used to stand at pubs all the time. Yeah, good, true. Yes. I get yelled at every time you stand. Uh, at remember, the rule is you can stand at the pub, but you can't have a beer in your hand. No, you have to sit down the whole yeah, time. You to, really? You get told. Yeah. You get told to sit down, bro. Oh, there you go. The the, the local the local it's watering the hole where we go after work. The rule is oh. that you. You can only stand up if you don't have a beer in your hand. If you pick up your beer, you have to sit down. No, most places I think it's just if you're not at the bar, you have to be sitting yeah. down. Oh, well, that's quite rude. Yeah, it is. I hate that. 
Uh, we'll only have to be looking after it for a, for a few more months, hopefully. And I'm, mm. I don't, and the other thing I learned is I miss like the little th- things you don't, you, you don't, I wouldn't say take for granted, but I'm so used to just going to the movies and going to the theater, going to the theater, doing just like going to the footy. Sucks. That's what's yeah. Sad. I miss Hanson um, Park. Seattle's are playing a finals game this weekend. I'm not going. It's just weird. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, next question. That's two non-referee questions from Josh. That's, that's We're very proud of you, Josh. Well done, Josh. That is good. Uh, okay, next question. Will the Broncos getting Walters as a fill-in while waiting for Bellamy, like when mum promises she'll get Tim Tams in the shopping next week so you're stuck with rice cookies but never end up getting Tim Tams? <laughs> <laughs> is, good. is this basically we've got Craig Bellamy at home? Yes. And then the Craig Bellamy at home. Kevin it's Walters. Kevin Walters. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Walters won more Origin Series than uh, Craig Bellamy, though. So He did. did. Uh, it is funny. He's probably going to lose what his third straight origin series. I know Ricky got a job after that, but it's not very uh, common that a, a coach goes. He got like, did he get Catalans relegated? Anyway, his terrible record I losing origin did, series. Actually. I think he yeah, might be right. Into the Broncos job. So yeah. anyway, um, last question is RCB Sharks. You got three questions here. One, where would you go back to score six in a game? Are they even in the league at the moment? Who would you go back to score six in a game? What? Sorry, are you are you sure you're reading that right? Yeah, who would you go back to score six in a game? Are they even in the league at the moment? Well, maybe he's just asking, who would you back to score six in a game? Oh, six uh, tries in a game, yes. Yeah, six yeah. Tries. well, I knew he was talking about tries. Who would you back to score six in a well, game? Well, Alex Johnson, he scored five twice. Are they yeah. even in the game at the moment? Well, uh, I'm backing either... I'm backing the two people that have scored... Five tries in a game on the most potent uh, position in the league, which is on the left wing for South Sydney. And that is Nathan Merritt and Alex Johnson, one of the two of them. They've both got five. Ikabalu. What's what? Ikabalu must be the first guy ever to score and let in five in one season, right? I don't, might be. I don't know. He'd have to be. But Keith Lee has scored four in a game once, so, you know. Can you stop? <laughs> um, I'm going Steve Renoff. Not playing right now, but if I can get him back and playing and just with the more ball ball in play now, that's all. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he'd hold up like physically at the moment, though. That is no. He's that pretty, is a concern. Yes, but uh, the but if you could was, put like if you could put like Prime Wendell Sailor on the south left wing. Oh my like, god! Imagine Prime Wendell Sailor. Like, no, but he, he wasn't know. always the greatest try scorer, old Big Dell though. New no. no, but he he'd be getting into the positions, and he'd also have a, maybe a little bit more power to get score one or two where Johnson might not. So mm. I don't know. I'm just uh, trying to think of like a powerful winger. But... Mate, prime Lottie would be like when he, when he, you know, where he was before he went over to yeah. uh, Union. But I mean, you know, Renoff had multiple games where he scored like, you know, three or four tries in it, but that's with the old corner post rule. I know he's a center as well, but yeah, take that yeah, out. Yeah. some guys are going to um, Look, we don't guys. like, I mean, we don't like to talk about it. It's probably Israel Poyala. Yeah, you're right. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But I think what uh, someone will know this more about. No, Reynolds scored three in a game at least four. Uh, sorry, four in a game at least three times. Well, it's quite good. That's a that's yeah, an impressive stat. So, yeah. it's, it's not it's not five in a game twice, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just I mean, it more, is more tries, but it's like more. It's fewer fewer uh, fewer tries per game though. Yeah. So, four, four, well, yes. Right. Okay, so I've so, got it. Just said yeah. I've run my over. He did it five times in his career. He scored that's, four tries. That's hurtful. Mm. There you go. Um, but if you play with Corey Allen, yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe I mean you make a valid point. Uh, okay, two more questions. What is just is there at all any case for the Sharks, Knights, and Eels and winning? Any outlandish scenarios welcome? Sharks obviously extremely unlikely. 
Didn't we answer this already? We did. Uh, the, but... the outlandish situation in which the Sharks win is that the Raiders don't go to the game. <laughs> no, that's I mean, not. I don't think that's fair. The Eels can win. The Eels can win that game because they, yeah. they like they they they're not an impressive team. They win ugly, but that's how the Storm can be beaten ugly. The they held the Storm to nil. Like the Storm, they should not be as long. Even though I'm backing the Storm in, they should not be as long outsiders as they are the Eels. Mm. Like I know, like I said, they can they can grow to win out. You know, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if they and the Storm have lost games like that in the past. Kind of like how the Sharks just beat them all the time. I wouldn't be shocked at all by an Eels like 12-10 win. They'll be, they'll be praying for rain up there. Yeah. But yeah, it is at Suncorp. I forgot about that. Oh my God. It's also going to be like 95. <laughs> it's going to be like 95% humidity as well. Yeah. Because it just, that season's starting to turn. Um, and then, okay. Where does Benji getting hurt rank in terms of dissatisfying finishes? And where does he end up? Well, we'll leave the end up one, but where do you guys think the satisfying end of career or end of stint with injury? I, I really, I, I really would have liked to have seen him be clapped off like to get like I know that they I know that obviously he got hurt but like to be subbed off with five minutes to play like um you know just so he could get you know what he deserved which I think was an ovation I know that there aren't many people at games but yeah it's what he deserves I think he needs I think he needs to hang him up though yeah Uh, I think so too um, dissatisfying end will ne- I, I don't know what will ever beat Lockyer for Mike. Yeah, Lockyer is Lockyer is. I mean, it, that's probably the yardstick to be honest. Um, Nathan Bung- Merritt. You better say if you bungled. Surely it's Nathan Merritt. No, Nathan Merritt's a good one. Like at least Lockyer had the highs. Barrett was with Souths for fifteen years and then didn't get picked for the like, I wouldn't rank Benji anywhere near the top to be honest. It's just like it. He fucked his fell up the first time anyway. I was gonna say he left once before. Yeah, and, so, and, and he got this opportunity again. He's not even retiring. And then it was a game that didn't mean anything but it being his last game. Yeah. Like the things happened to Merritt and Lockyer happened in big moments, big game. Mm. Merritt missed out on the grand final. Lockyer got hurt before the grand final. Yeah, people have... I, I've, we all love Benji and, we all, and we've all loved watching him play. But people have really romanticized these last few weeks way too much for my life. Mm. They really have. Anyway, that's all the questions. I was going to say on the on the note of Benji, um, just a bit of a mind fuck. That was literally half my life ago. That grand final. Yeah, right. Oh, I, was I there. hate that shit. Uh, that, yeah, I, saw I don't a few like that. Don't do that again, though. Yeah, yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> don't like. Don't make me think about it. Don't like to think about don't, it. Don't make me think things. <laughs> <laughs> that the 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 uh, the shot of uh, what's his name Matt Damon turning into the old man in Saving Private Ryan. Mm, yeah. Stop it. Me right now looking at my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And me right now looking at the clock and realizing that it is time to go. It's mm. probably, uh, it's, it's well past uh, 60 to 8. Well past yeah. it. Well it past my bedtime. <laughs> um, it's more than 60 past 8. That's it. <laughs> it is. That's true. It is. It's um, 60 to midnight, actually. It's, so it's, it's, out of here. it's not a convenient way to count numbers <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's unfortunate it? we're gonna goddamn try <laughs> i want to keep i love like it's just a dumb joke people you have to get upset yeah. about it uh, you mean getting upset about dumb jokes or something like you bungo we're, 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 oh yeah because i haven't been grossly about? over overreacting <laughs> for comedic effect on said dumb joke for 12 oh, months it's, now it's hard it's hard to tell it's hard to tell you it's a good well, it's that's good, a good satire then dale if it blurs exactly, the lines exactly Oh, dear. People just want right. to be the, the, their Corey Allen to your Alex Johnson. That's uh, a little soft well, gentle passes. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Much like <laughs> I appreciate Corey Allen and Alex Johnson and both of you. But oh. we've come to the end. 
Uh, we'll good. be back. Uh, I mean, probably do Later. this again next week. I reckon. Maybe. <laughs> if South lose, we're out. Yeah, yeah, you might just pack it up if that. If Mitchell Pierce <laughs> scores the winning try against Souths in a semi-final, we might just pack it up. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's on board with that. Good, great, no objections. Excellent. Say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye, Dale. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. It's goodbye from me. <laughs>